Hello, magnetic entrepreneurs, and welcome to this week's show where I'm going to be discussing with you how to overcome five of the common sales objections before they ever come up. Now, what the easiest way to kind of go about doing this is really to know your audience and what is most important to them and what drives their decision making processes. And also, what are some of their common blocks? Like, what are the objections that your particular audience tends to have? Now, I will be covering uh, on this show five of the common objections and how you can go about overcoming those before they ever even come up. Now, being able to overcome your audience's objections before they come up really comes down to consistent messaging and seeding in your content. So the strategies I'm going to share with you today um, really kind of drill down into seeding into your content, the different things that your audience needs to hear before they ever get to your monetization events. And those monetization events could be sales calls, they could be webinars, they could be masterclasses, they could be five-day workshops or launches. Um, this really is about making sure that your, your messaging and the seeding of information that your audience needs to hear in advance is done in a really, really consistent basis. Now, when it comes to using these strategies, I'm going to give you a word of caution here. The way that we're gonna go about utilizing this and the way we're using this, this is all about empowering your audience in a really you know, non-confrontational way, a, a way to really allow your audience to educate themselves and become empowered to make the decision that is best for them. So we're helping to give them all the information they need to make a buying decision before they ever get to a sales call or an opportunity to buy from you. So we are doing this process to really ensure that we are creating, one, a smooth customer journey, a smooth customer experience, but one that is all about helping the client to make that decision, to arrive at the decision that is best for them. Now, if you try to use these strategies while you're actually in a sales environment, meaning while you're on a sales call, if one of these objections comes up and then you're trying to kind of backpedal and kind of do this work after the fact, I do not recommend that. That is definitely gonna come off kind of strong arm sales, very pushy, very salesy. I do not recommend it. Um, these strategies are to be utilized in advance of any sort of sales call or things like that. Again, so that you're really giving your, your potential client everything that they need to make the decision that is best for them. So with that being said, let's jump into the five common objections that I see come up most often for business owners and entrepreneurs. So that first one is going to be price. So you are, in this example, your potential client or customer, uh, their objection is that your service, your product, whatever it happens to be, they feel it's too expensive. Now, if, they, if that is something that you're getting pretty often, then what we need to do is in your content leading up to those monetization events, we need to ensure that we are seeding the value of the transformation you provide. So when I say that, we're really thinking about what is that desired end result that you provide for your clients? And then ensuring that in your content leading up to that, we've really painted the picture very, um, very clearly about that value that they are going to get by working with you so that they understand when they make that decision, when they make that educated choice to work with you, they are going to see the value. So they're not going to be like, oh man, this is too expensive for me. Um, they're really going to be like, oh, you know, they're going to feel 
empowered to make the decision to get that result for themselves and see the value in advance. And another way you can go about doing this, go about seeding the value in advance, is utilizing client case studies or client testimonials. So client case studies are hugely beneficial because this helps your ideal client or your potential client um, to be able to see what it would be like to work with you or essentially seeing what those results would look like. Now, why this is so helpful when we're talking about case studies is that when you're talking about that result that your other clients have achieved, those potential customers are typically looking at that data and putting themselves in that position. So let's say an example in my business. So I run an ads agency. So if I'm sharing case studies about um, the results that a private client was receiving as far as number of leads or number of sales from those leads, my potential clients are essentially looking at those numbers and thinking to themselves, well, what if I had those 300 leads in my business? What if I had those 75 webinar registrants? What if I had, you know, what if I had this, this result? What would that turn into for my business? So when you're sharing those case studies, you're helping to overcome any sort of price objections because you're helping your prospect to see what it would look like with that end result in place. So again, if you're seeding into your content, uh, client case studies and things like that, or some customer testimonials, that's gonna help to overcome what any sort of price objections that you're getting about it being too expensive because you've pre-seeded the value into your content. Now, the second objection that will sometimes come up is that once you are on the call with a prospect, perhaps you're speaking to them and as opposed to it being too expensive, it's that they just don't have the funds or they don't know how to come up with the funds. Now, for this one, I would say we probably need to back up a little bit further and fix the messaging in your advertising or fix the messaging in the top of your funnel. Reason being, what you are putting out there is what you are attracting. So there's something either in your targeting or in your messaging that is attracting a client that does not have the funds. So that being said, we wanna make sure that we have uh, fixed that in our marketing itself to ensure that we're bringing in the right type of prospect. But the second thing there is that we can either disclose what the, the price or the investment is to work with us in our content in advance, or if you're not comfortable giving the exact number, at least giving a range. So that when someone is getting onto your sales call, your webinar, anything like that, even if they don't know the exact price, they do have an idea of what that range is going to be. So they're not, you know, shocked when they get to that sales process. They're like, oh, okay, this is what I expected. Now, another thing here, and this is a little more kind of after the fact, is having available some different um, in financing options for your potential clients. So let's say you've got, you know, your typical merchant accounts that you're running your, your, uh, your charges through. Maybe you're also offering them PayPal, or maybe you're also offering PayPal credit. I've also seen some people um, in different industries recently offering um, different financing options from lending providers that are specific to their programs. So if you're, if you're particularly, particularly if you are selling a high ticket item, then having that option where there are some different financing options available can also be helpful to enroll more of those customers. But really when it comes to overcoming that objection in advance, we want to make sure that our messaging is dialed in from the beginning. So we're attracting the right type of prospect. Now, 
The third objection that I see kind of come up most often for business owners and entrepreneurs is either having long-term contracts or lengthy programs. So perhaps there is a pushback or an objection around the length of time that's required to be in the program or in that service agreement. So I've seen some, especially if you're doing a six month, a 12 month, things like that, where you're requiring a lengthier commitment, there can be some pushback around that. So if you're seeing that you're getting some pushback around the time or the, the time commitment, commitment to be in your program or in your service, I would seed into your content in advance that that is a benefit for the client. And the way we can go about structuring that, especially if you are in one of those six or 12 month agreements, is that typically the trend, the reason your program is six or 12 months, it's not because you wanna drag it out, it's because that is the time that is required for that transformation to take place without you feeling rushed. So seeding into your content in advance of your sales mechanisms, such as your webinars or your sales calls is really making sure that your audience understands that this is not an overnight transformation. It's not a you know instantaneous microwave type solution. This is something that is gonna take time and that is a benefit to them. Now, we're also kind of seeding in there that, you know, we're, we're setting the expectation that one, this is not an overnight success kind of program. You know, this is something that is really transformational, that is worth the value, that is gonna take the time, but we're also setting the expectation up front that, hey, some, at some points during this journey, it's going to get tough. Or like, hey, as you're going through, there are gonna be bumps in the road. And that's why, that's why you require that longer period of time because you wanna make sure that the client is fully supported and gets the result they're after. And that if they were to do a shorter time frame, that actually wouldn't serve them. So again, this is something that if you're seeding this into your content, into your emails, into your social posts and things like that, into your video content, then it's already planting that information and that expectation into the mind of your prospects. So they're not going to be bringing that up on a sales call because they are already educated around why the length of your program is what it is. Now, the next one that I definitely hear um, a lot from business owners and entrepreneurs when they're presenting their programs, especially if those programs or services do require a bit of, of effort on the part of the client, is that they are too busy or they'll wait for the next round. Like right now is not the best time. I'll wait until you're enrolling again. I'll do the next round. So in order to overcome some of this next round language that we're getting in, in the objections, I like to kind of do some story selling in advance to speak to, you know, if you could wake up tomorrow and already have this desired result that you want, whatever it happens to be for you, whether it's, you know, business transformation or life transformation or health and wellness, however it is that you help people, if you could snap your fingers and wake up tomorrow and have that transformation, it's already done. You've already completed the work and you are now um, you know, seeing that result, you're living that life that you've always wanted. If you could snap your fingers and have it tomorrow, would you? Or do you want to wait another two years or another five years or however long you've already been waiting to see this result? You know, why are you wanting to continue to postpone seeing this transformation that you really, really want for yourself? Um, and so 
putting some of that into um, into your actual content in advance will help to kind of tie them into you know really knowing that now is the time to to take that leap and do it and also if you're seeing in some testimonials where they can your customers can really latch onto what that end result looks like and how that transformation has occurred for others it will help them to take that leap that much faster now the fifth thing the fifth objection that i want to cover is actually one that i call the hidden objection so some people don't necessarily realize that this is what's going on underneath some of the uh, first four that we covered. And so the one that I call the hidden objection is actually self-doubt essentially in themselves. So their concern may actually be, I see that word for somebody else, but like, will it work for me? Will it work for my situation? You know, my, my business or my life is different in some way. Can I actually do the work? And so to overcome that hidden objection. And again, I call it the hidden objection because sometimes your audience doesn't realize that's what's going on. Like they may be saying, it's not the right time, but that's not really what's going on underneath it. It's really like, oh, I just don't know if I can do this. Um, or if they're saying, you know, I'm just not sure about the money, it's because they're not sure they can actually see the result at the end of this. If they truly believe they could they could do this, then they, they would have already done it and they definitely would have already taken the leap to become a client with you. So to overcome that hidden objection, I love, love, love to use testimonials for this. Not just testimonials, though. The testimonials are kind of structured in a particular way, um, which is easy to do if you know you're just doing some, you know, easy QA back and forth with your existing clients go into, you know, hey, what did things look like before you, you decided to to take the leap and become a client or a customer. And then kind of what do things look like now that you've got this transformation? But also when you're speaking to their before, ask specifically, like what were their hesitations? What were those thoughts going through their mind? And the things that will come up will be so similar to what is also going on for your, your, your future clients as well, that it will really allow for them to connect to that story. And again, overcome their own personal objections and want to take that leap and enroll with you. So those are five of the common objections. Again, pricing being, oh no, it's too expensive. Or perhaps your audience says they don't have money, which they typically do because people will buy what they want. They don't necessarily love, want to buy what they need, but they will buy what they want. They'll find the money. Um, the contract or the length of time required, um, or that they're too busy, they want to join that next round, or that hidden objection, which is they just don't have the, the um, confidence in themselves to see it through. So those are the five common objections and how you can seed into your content in advance so that you're able to overcome the objections and they never come up at all. Now, huge benefits. One, if these objections are not coming up, clearly you are closing more clients. But the second benefit to that not only are you enrolling more clients more easily, but two, you're also getting more people to come to your masterclasses or book sales calls with you because those objections are there whether people are telling you or not. So if you are adding this content into or adding these different elements into your content in advance, then people are way more likely to go ahead and book calls with you to jump on your webinars because that resistance has been removed before they ever get on a call with you. 
you have very clearly empowered your audience to make the right decision for themselves. And so they're ready to take action. When they're attending your webinars, your master classes, or your sales calls, they have already decided to buy. And so this will make your conversions significantly higher and help your business to become that much more successful. All right, I hope this show has been helpful for you. If you have questions on how to implement this messaging strategy and overcoming objection strategy into your business, feel free to book a complimentary call at talktoamanda.com.